She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Danich, known as the Fearless Living Coach. And we have another amazing co-author with us today for our author series that we are doing for the book, What is Fearless Living? And she is no stranger to you. So without further ado, let's bring her on and get started. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm amazing in yourself. I'm great, I'm great. So let's get started. Tell the audience and our viewers who you are and a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, my name is Shante Miller-White. I'm the CEO and founder of Parents Against Bullying and Push Consultant, LLC. I am the wife, mother, grandmother, um, and just an advocate in our community and just trying to make sure that I live fearlessly on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. I love that. So speaking about uh, living fearless, why do you think some people are not living life on their terms? Listen, because the world is has gone to this... Um, social media platform as far as wanting people want to be like what they see they want they try to meet up to the expectations of, of people that they see or or family that they see or a person a man or whomever lifestyle that they see and they're afraid to fail on their own or afraid to make mistakes and grow from it learn from it take out lessons and blessings and i feel like if you just fearlessly live it's okay to, to make mistakes. It's okay to pick up the pieces, brush off, and do something else. I use this anthology thing of a toolbox. Every tool is not going to work for every situation, but be willing to switch out the tools, throw out some tools, replace some tools, and dust off some tools. So that's just how I'm feeling in fearlessly living situations as, as I grow older. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is that whenever we fail, I feel my, you know, and let me know what your thoughts are, is that that just makes us more stronger and resilient for the next time that we face an obstacle or something like that. Absolutely. Everything is a lesson and a blessing. I feel like nothing happens on accident and we're supposed to take the the good and, and the bad, just look at it and, and, and just kind of look over and say, okay, well, I, I don't know not to do this this way anymore. And I'm going to do it this way the next time. And that's all about growth. That's just like a tree. You got to go through seasons, right? They got to be wet, dry, hot. I mean, just all kinds of things. That's the same as us. We have to go through those different things in order to grow and be beautiful and stand tall. Um, and that's just how I, you know, look at life, especially after going through so many different things in life, health changes, relationships, uh, jobs, anything, um, career, whatever. It, it's just you have to. It's and it's maturity. It's also a thing of maturity. And you can be older and still not be mature, you know. And so um, my thing is, I just know that th having a second chance at life or a third chance at life, you don't have those chances by no no accident. And you just learn and keep growing and keep shining from it. You're gonna be dark sometime, but you're gonna come out shining on the other side if you just believe. Mm. That's good. That's good. What would you say are some of the habits that you have to take care of your mental health? Listen, I have started even more. And I've always like done this as a little girl. Remember you used to have those diaries that had a little lock on it? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as I've grown, I, I, I have a lot of notebooks, but I have um, I have started journaling a lot. Um, and so I, I journal and get those thoughts out and then even put down things to allow me to go back to see what what have I accomplished and what did I, what did I go through? and What did I learn from that? Um, so that is like one of the, the biggest things is journaling and having some self-care time at night and just kind of put my feet up and get my journal out. Um, also, um, I like to go into the nail shop and get my feet done. I'm really not, not into the nails anymore. I used to be, but to get a pedicure, just sit for a moment and just kind of take myself away from the, the hustle and bustle of the world. Um, and I love the shop. Listen, I woke up this morning and I said, funny story. I said, you know, I sent my friend a text. I said, hello, my name is Shawnee. They call me Shawnee. Hello, my name is Shawnee. And I am not a recovering sneakerhead aholic. I still love sneakers and I'm going to buy them. So when they come to the porch, just pull them in and get them out of the rain. <laughs> I just love the shop and I really love sneakers. So, I mean, hey, that's another one of my things. Good, bad, or indifferent. And I love the shop. And sneakers yeah. is one of the things that shop for. You know, and the thing about self-care, though, is that it's not a one size fits all. No. It's all personal. You know what matters to you. So that's awesome. So shifting a little bit, can you talk about an event in your life that caused you to reevaluate and shift in your focus? Absolutely. Um, back in 2019, I was diagnosed with head and neck cancer, and um, I went through a Oh, what was it? 13 hours. I think it was 12 or 13 hour surgery. And it was life changing because of the fact that they told me that, you know, I may not be my may not have my voice anymore. Um, they didn't know um, how this was going to affect me, you know, in the long run or what have you. Just so many different things. And just hearing the C word cancer is just devastating, period. And to be able to overcome that and come out of that and still have my voice and still be able to um, talk because I talk all the time. I've been talking since I was little. Um, that right there, then fast forwarding just last year from that surgery, um, they had abrupted my sinus passes in, in 2019. And I had to have a sinus surgery just last year around this time in February. And I went temporary blind for, um, for a couple of days, about a week or so. And to go through those two things, you're talking about your sense that you use a lot talking and seeing that to me that was a lot you know and it made me think okay god you let me come through that all right i've, I've got to be obedient to step into my assignment whatever my assignment is and i'm going to go forth and i'm going to make sure that i do not take life for granted and don't allow small things to get me irritated or to take me off because i'm not a, a sad person so i've got to get back into my happy space and my happy space is helping others and being in the mix of others children youth you know, and just being a resource to people. So those two things were very critical to me. And it made me realize that I don't have time to uh, listen to the outside noise and allow it to get me off of my assignment. So that definitely leads into our next question. So your support system, you know, people that you look up to and admire had to be, you know, strong. So can you talk about who has made the most influence in your life and discuss some of their characteristics what makes them influential um believe it or not i'm gonna to have to say my godfather and um my godfather has been there since i can remember um and 
he's a very spiritual person. Um, so he's always looking into the situations in the spiritual way and breaking it down to me on how I should look at it that way. He's always very upbeat. I always ask him, why didn't God make more, more men like you? After 20 some odd years of being married to his wife, he still gives his wife a rose every day. And I, and I'm like, not many men do that. He's very attentive. He's very, he makes a woman feel like she's a queen, whether it's his wife or not. And me being not his biological daughter, but the way that he treat, treats me since I was little till now that I'm an adult, almost 50, he still does it the same way. Very caring, um, very supportive with whatever it is. But he'll always tell you if, if you're not right. But he's going to tell you in such a nice way, but he's going to get his point across and you can't be mad at him. So I have to say my Godfather, because he's walked so many walked through so many things in my life with me. So I have to say Winfred Henry, I call him Winfred Henry. I say his whole name. <laughs> I have to say um, Fred Henry is my uh, is my rock. So that's that that's who has really stuck by me from childhood to now, even as being an adult. I love that. I love that. What motivates you to get out of bed every morning? Oh my goodness. Um, it, you know, I know that it's so many people that look up to me to just make them smile. Um, and I'll use, um, I have a, a, a group of girls that I see every week It's almost 90 of them. And I see them every week. And, you know, I know that if I don't come, and they're in some 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 hard situations. I know that if I don't come, they're looking for me. And I know that if I don't come to pour a little bit of positive encouragement and making sure they remember their affirmations, they don't have good days. And um, I know that I'm only one person, but I know that the way that I feel when I come around them, they pour. I tell them all the time, I need y'all just as much as you need me. So I feel like if I don't want to let them down as well as my own children, my grandchildren, um, or what have you. So that's what pushes me to know that I can speak life into others, just like others speak into me. So I, that, that pushes me to know that's a part of my assignment. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, you know, different things that you have, you know, mentioned, you know, dealing with the cancer and overcoming that, the young ladies that you mentor and one can assume, but we're not going to assume. So can you talk a little bit about something that you are truly grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for uh, just life in general. Um, and, and I have to say I'm grateful for life because it's never the same. Every day, every day is a different opportunity to be great. Every day is an, a different opportunity to learn something, whether it's the brightest day or, or a dim day. Um, so I'm grateful to life and I'm going to have to stand on that because without life, I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you right now on this on this call. You know, um, so I'm just grateful for life. All the lessons and blessings, I just try myself, try my best to bundle them up and, and utilize them. If you can go back and give your 18-year-old self some advice, what advice would that be? Oh, man. Listen, I would be like, girl, just know that you're going to come out on the other side and you're not going to smell like smoke. And you're not going to look like you've been through the fire, okay? Just keep your head up, your shoulders back, and keep it moving. But have your cube sneakers on, all right? <laughs> That's what I would tell her. <laughs> if you could have coffee or whatever drink with a historical figure, who would that person be? And what would that conversation be like? Um, I 
think I would have some tea with Harriet Tubman. And you know why I would say Harriet? Because I feel like sometimes I'm in the Underground Railroad pulling, 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 pulling. I'm like, come on, come on. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You know, and she had to have <clears throat> grace and and just, you know, um, a lot of uh, sense of strength. And she had to encourage herself to know that she could get through those dark times and coming out on the other side and then bringing people along. So that's why I feel like I have a little bit of Harriet Tubman in me. So I would love to sit down and talk, have some tea with Harriet Tubman, some Starbucks. <laughs> She'd be like, what is that? <laughs> yes, that would be, oh my God. I think that, I think that would be amazing. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Do you feel that you have had your I've made it moment? Not yet. I feel like I've had a couple of little, uh -huh. we're getting there. But I don't think that I've gotten the, I have made it. Woo, I'm here. I mean, you know, I, I feel like I'm getting to those those uh, steps up the ladder. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I still got to push. What would that moment look like? Or what would you, what do you think you would have had achieved to feel that? Um. I feel like I would have, I wouldn't have to, I, and I don't want to make it seem like um, just money or anything like that, but I feel like I would be in a position to where I could um, hire others, like have enough money to have a staff, have an assistant, be able to run my nonprofit and not worry about what are we going to do to just buy some bubble gum? You know, I feel like that would be my I made it moment, being able to help others as I'm helping myself to keep my business going, growing and going. So I feel like that would be it. Not having to report to somebody else's job and clock in. I mean, I, I'm grateful for a job. OK, thank you, Jesus. But I would love to be in that position to be able to employ others to keep this nonprofit going and growing. So speaking of nonprofit, the next question, what are you currently working on? And can you go into a little bit about your nonprofit and how it came about? Absolutely. Uh, Parents Against Bullying Virginia has so many moving parts right now. Um, Marion, you would think that that I was at the I made it moment, um, but it's exciting things. Um, right now, our puppet program is, is growing rapidly. The Starbright Kids and Friends with, with my partners, SCBC Puppets and Praise. Um, that's exciting. Um, what else? Um, right now, we are in the middle of a debut where we have partnered with Marvel Media. Um, we're doing what's called um, This Is My Beautiful. And This Is My Beautiful is a platform that we're opening up to anyone, any age to tell their story. We feel like everyone has a story, but it's what you do with your story. And this is uh, stories. We have the first seven women. And these seven women are telling about things such as coming through domestic violence, um, loss of a spouse from, um, from uh, a tragic murder, um, alopecia awareness, uh, mental health issues. I mean, it's like a plethora of things that they're talking about, but this is a platform where they're able to talk about, I made it, and this is what I went through, but this is where I am now. So there is hope on the other side. And 
we just put up the um, the link yesterday, and it's a free event where we're doing a documentary of their stories, their three minute videos, and that we're taking we took pictures of them so they have a big picture of themselves from the project. We put this up for a hundred tickets for this free event, and we're already at eighty eight in less than twenty four hours. So I know that we are doing the right thing, and this is the right assignment because it's pouring positive back into the community. There's so much negative going on. We need some positive hope. You know, so I'm just grateful to be a part of this this uh, this project with Maurice and these ladies and being able to, um, you know, open it up to the world to see it. So that, those are the, uh, just a snippet of things that Parents Against Bullying has going on. And again, it's pouring life or breathing life into others and they're breathing life back into us. Um, and Parents Against Bullying was started back in 2013 because of, in 2012, one of my twins was brutally attacked by her bully where she was kicked in the head for a total of 17 minutes and almost killed my baby on the bus. And to fast forward, you know, even to this day, the twin that was attacked has, you know, PTSD to where, you know, she has still um, kind of goes through the, the self-esteem roller coaster and her twin goes through the anger roller coaster where, you know, she feels like she could have done more, but she was in the back. She was in the front of the bus and her sister was in the back. So they're 21 years old, but it still takes effect even in their daily lives. So I tell people, you know, when things like that happen to your family, it not only affects the, the child or the person, it affects the entire family. And it's hard. And so, you know, I, I just we just have to keep praying um, because those scars last for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad that Parents Against Bullying is still here and able to advocate and help give those that have a, a, a low voice, a bigger voice and for the voices to have a voice just to be able to bridge that gap with um, the families and the communities and the schools and what have you to make sure that we are taking care of them being proactive instead of reactive, even though it's a reactive situation to our family. Yeah, definitely. And I know that we had a um, an episode a while ago where we talked a lot about bullying in your organization. So I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people can listen to it and connect to that. Okay and reach out if they have if they need any resources yes what would you say is a movie that you would recommend to our audience and why that particular movie a movie oh. mm. <laughs> i'm about to bust out laughing <laughs> Woo, i have two but this is my favorite and i know people are gonna be like what i feel like the color purple because i feel like she persevered at the end because you're gonna do right by me Mm -hmm. And who was struggling at the end after you treated her so bad? I mean, it would be. And even the other lady, she was going through some issues with her father, Suge Avery. But, you know, but, you know, just that's my movie. And I feel like that would be it. And like I said, my reason why is because they did come through on the other side. They didn't look like what they've been through. They did for a few. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it was a beautiful thing. I like that. Okay. So as we get ready to wind down, it seems like time always goes by so fast. <laughs> How are you living a fearless life? And has it always been that way? No, ma'am. It has not always been this way. This is a lot of um, growth, maturity, um, things that happen in my life throughout my journey um, that I have grown from. And them lessons and blessings have you know, and I'm glad that I had a good foundation um, by my grandparents and my mom to not uh, break in the middle of it all because 
Whew, people look on the outside and they want to be so bad, but they wouldn't be able to wear these sneakers over here. They would be like, uh-uh, take these sneakers back. They don't, they hurt my toes, they hurt my feet. Uh-uh, no. I mean, so like I said, everyone has a story, but it's what you do with it. And I'm just grateful that I'm still here to be able in my right mind, body, and soul to be able to even express and to share. And I share certain things and such certain situations when I feel led to to share it. Um because like I said, I, I tell the youth that I work with, no one has a running board on their forehead to tell you all of the things like the credits in a movie, to tell you all the things they've gone through, been through, or gonna go through. So handle with care. So handle me with care when you see me out in public because you just don't know. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, that I, I feel like that's that's where I am and that's why I live fearlessly, because hey. Nobody's going to steal my joy anymore. And um, you never know when your time is up. You know that dash that you have? There's always a number that goes on the other side. I don't want my number to come up and you guys looking over me talking about, well, she was a sad old girl. No, ma'am. You're going to be like, she was fly. Her sneakers was fly. She always uh, dressed or whatever. And she had fun and she was a clown. That's what I, but she was a <laughs> She knew her stuff. So that's what I want to be known for. That's the legacy that I want to leave. I don't want to leave the legacy of, Oh, she was just saying, I don't want to pass that spirit on to my kids and my grandbabies. I love that. I love that. So speaking of legacy, what would be a fearless tip that you can provide to our listeners so they can start moving towards living a fearless life themselves? Well, I'll go back to my same saying that I always use. Remember to push. P is for patience. U is for understanding. S is for stability to H handle your business. Push, push, push. Patience, understanding, stability to handle your business. Stay in your lane, handle your business. And you'll be able to live fearlessly forever. Yeah. Awesome. So where can our audience connect with you and purchase your products and connect and learn more about the organization? Sure. Um, well, I have two websites. The Parents Against Bullying is www.pabva.com. And you can follow us on Facebook as Parents Against Bullying VA. You can follow us on Instagram as p.a.bva. Um, and on my personal is uh, www.shantanicole.com. And you can follow me at shantanicole underscore. And follow me every Wednesday after February the 15th on Red Ink Radio Live. You can download the app because I have Push Talk with Shantae Nicole every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on Red Ink Radio Live. Awesome. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that the conversation was inspiring and motivating. And make sure that you check out the show notes so you can connect with Shanta. And as always, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share, and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. 
With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.